0: Welcome to the Homeschool Loft Cast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one on one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we are very pleased to welcome well known author Tricia Goyer to the show. Tricia is a busy mom of 10, a grandmother of many, and wife to John. And somewhere amid the hustle and bustle of her family life, she finds time to write both fiction and nonfiction books. In fact, she's published 75 books and more than 500 articles to date, including her latest book, Heart Happy, which has just recently been released in April of 2022. She's also a member of the blogging team at TheBetterMom.com and other homeschooling and Christian sites. And in addition to her roles as wife, mom, and author, Trisha volunteers in her community and mentors teen moms. She's the founder of Hope Pregnancy Ministries in Northwestern Montana and currently leads a teen mops group in Little Rock, Arkansas. You can learn more about her at her website, trishagoyer.com, which we'll link in the show notes. Welcome, Trisha.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great
2: being here. Trisha, tell us all about yourself. I'm just impressed right there. (laughs) Tina mentioned all how, how does this all happen? What's your story?
1: Okay. Well, how far do we want to go back, friends? Um I know. No, I, I've been married to John for 30 almost 32 years. In a couple of weeks it'll be 32 years. And um, I was a teen mom before that. So I had grown up going to church, but my mom was a brand new Christian. And so really it wasn't until I found myself pregnant at 17 that mm. I turned my life over to God and said, if you can do anything with my life, please do. <laughs> because my boyfriend was gone, my friends were out of the picture. I was alone and so depressed, and God's like, "Just wait, mm. i just show you what I can do." Um, and He brought John right away, and I had my little baby Corey. And then we had um, two more kids. Um, we had Leslie and Nathan. So by the time I was 22, I had three kids and, um, we had, we around a lot of families at our church that were homeschooling. Now this is the early nineties. So this is like mm. almost pioneer, not yeah. quite pioneer, but right. almost pioneer. Um, and these families, and I saw their kids and I saw just how, Um, connected they were with their parents and how they would just carry on conversations with me. And I'm like, what do I need to get kids like that? And we started homeschooling in 1994 Mm. and um, had almost graduated those three. So my youngest was 15 and God just opened our hearts to adoption. We first adopted a baby girl um, through a direct placement. It was actually a friend of a friend knew a young mom and she had um, the friend had told her about us because we had I'd mentioned at a mops meeting that we were open to adoption. And um, so out of the blue, got a call. (laughs) Um, Would you be interested in taking in this little baby? And so, um, in fact, uh, Alyssa's birthday, we're celebrating it today. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So she's. She's 12 now. And I thought, okay, you know, God opened our heart to adoption. Um, We adopted her. And then we moved from Montana to Arkansas. And there's such a huge need for kids in foster care. Mm. Um, And we adopted first a two year old boy and a five year old girl when Alyssa was about two. And so Mm. then I had uh, two that were grown and married, one that was uh, just starting college and then three toddlers. Oh, my goodness. Um, And I'm like, okay, we're done. Like, we're so Yeah, that's plenty busy, right? And then I remember because I mentor young moms i just could come home and tell my husband um i wish someone would like catch these girls when they're still in foster care and help them because so many of the girls mm-hmm. that we saw had just aged out of foster care or were in foster care and they, they were pregnant and i'm like someone needs to get them before you know they find themselves out you know aging out of foster care and living from house to house and then pregnant and then having multiple kids and I kept saying this over and over again, (laughs) but I, you know, my husband just, okay, yeah, we need to, yeah, someone needs to do that. And (laughs) clearly both of us during one church service, I got in the car and I just felt so heavy and I'm like, we need to adopt teenage girls. And he's like, yes, we need to both of us at the same church service. Um, and so then we adopted a sibling group of four. And so they were the ages of 11, um, and 13 year old twins and a, a 14, oh, No, she she was 15, 15 15-year-old at the time. And so now they're ages 17, 19, 19, and almost 22. Um, And we adopted them. That was the hardest time of our lives. Um, Adopting little kids was hard. But adopting kids that had been in trauma, um, had had failed adoptions before us, um, just had been in foster care for six years. And that's where the chaotic circumstances of my subtitle comes from, where, you know, and. I, I wrote, yeah. started writing books when my older kids were toddlers. So right mm-hmm. around this time, I started homeschooling. So even though I have, uh, you know, so many books over seventy-five books now, it it's been years. It's been multiple years. <laughs> yeah. I've started writing in ninety-four, um, and that that still is a lot of book. But it's not like yeah. I did them all in one day. <laughs> but yeah. you know, i I'm, I'm a capable person. I can manage my schedule, manage the kids, yes. homeschool. But once we. Added just kids from trauma and the anger that yeah. we brought in, and and it was I got to the point where like I couldn't, like mm-hmm. I was on the floor in the fetal position, mm-hmm. like I, I cannot handle this. And yeah. that is really um, where I realized how much I need God. You know, before I always yes. said I needed God, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, oh my but I was pretty capable. And yeah. I came to the point where I, you know, my husband would be like, are, "Can you are you gonna make dinner tonight?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, so it was just been oh, a right. hard, hard, hard day, and I was homeschooling. So I was homeschooling seven yes. at one time Oh my and gosh. Um, it was, it was a lot, um, yeah. but God is so, so faithful through it. And he yeah. never told you anything beforehand. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> there, like there was oh those gosh. moments I'm like, God, are you so clearly like, I mean, he's always been so close. Like I've loved him and thanked him and yes. was grateful. But in those moments, oh my where, like yes. all I could need, all I could do to get out of the bed was just depend on him. And yeah, care. like I need strength yeah. in this moment. I, I can't even like physically, emotionally, spiritually right. feel Nothing. like I can get out of yeah. bed. And it was yeah. then where I realized yeah. how desperately I needed him. And I was mad at him for a while. Yeah. I'll admit it. Like, you told us to do this. And yeah. Then, why is this so hard?
2: <laughs> but he had you, you know? right
1: where he wanted you. Oh, my Desperate goodness. Desperate for him. Absolutely. Right? With yeah. all
0: of us. We're, we're all four of the kids that you adopted, the simile group, girls?
1: Yes, four girls. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Actually, right in the six, midst of all their hormones and everything, yeah, right? Not six to out mention. of the seven that we adopted are girls. Um, wow. And so, yeah, the, yeah. The hormones, the emotions, and the, the, even the four girls that were settling group hadn't always lived together because they were in mm-hmm. different foster homes, yeah. different mm-hmm. group homes. And so not only were we adding four girls, they weren't even used to each other. And mm-hmm. then yeah. we're new parents, like we're parents right. that are new to them with our own rules. And then there's these little kids and then there's adult kids. <laughs> like oh. looking back, I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, wow, I should have thought this through, re- but we were <laughs> yeah. so like, just we're following God. And oh yeah so clearly he he put the girls oh, goodness. there in front of us and we yeah. i mean i know it was for a purpose and i'm so mm-hmm. thankful for them they are totally 100 percent my kids but it mm-hmm. was not always easy
2: yeah.
0: yeah so so the road to like so you guys are kind of in a, you're at a good place now you had to r- travel a couple of rough years and
1: we're currently in a good place but one yeah. of our daughters um last year when she turned 18 chose to go back with her biological mom mm. um and we said this is not a good choice there's yeah. reasons why you were in foster care <laughs> right. um and so now she's kind of like living well now she's with her older sister so that older sister uh-huh. that had already aged out of foster care okay. um before we adopted the other fourth there was actually five girls um, oh, wow. and so she's living with her sister but she's just not making good choices and, mm. and she, there's some mental um health issues going on with her too so oh. at, in our home present we yeah. were in a good place and it made us realize how much that one child was stirring <laughs> yeah. the pot um, and she yeah. just you know and it just showed me as a parent like we can love them i mean mm-hmm. we did devotions every morning during homeschool we mm-hmm. did christian curriculum like yeah. all the things and i'm like if, if we don't even get to math today, like you're yeah. going to hear God's word. Uh, We're going to work on pouring into your hearts and know yes. how much I love you. We did prayer journals. We did all the things, but she just fought against it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them in different seasons, all my sure. kids, the different yeah. seasons, like it's not just one child that's been hard. Like yeah. all of them, there's always mm-hmm. challenges with our kids, but yeah. that one just really, any type of hope or light you try to give her, you yeah. just would block and she was, um, almost, well, she was 13 when we adopted her. So mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm, God just reminds me that um, answer prayers aren't quick fixes. It might not yeah. be next week when things turn around. And I and every once in a while, we'll see a glimmer of hope. Um, she'll send me a, a message like, thank you for that book you read or thank you for praying for me. You know, so we still have a connection there, but yeah. he's just making hard, hard choices. This is such a needed
2: message <laughs> for all of the listeners. I can promise you that. All yeah.
0: the starting, time. starting with Jenny and me, we, we both have adult <laughs> kids now, young adult kids. And, um, my kids are 19 and 20 and Jenny's are 18 and 20 and uh, they're good kids. Right. But it's mm-hmm. like, I have said so many times I'd change diapers for the rest of my life. If I Thank could goodness, prevent them guys. from becoming adults,
2: it is hard you have to just lay in. And I mean, I'm not even compared. I just have two children. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, and they're good kids, but yeah, sometimes you just lay in bed and then you're like, you know, you thought it was really dreamy and cute when they were three. And then there was a point where I just looked at my husband and was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't do this adult thing. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is harder, right? Harder because yeah. you're at this position of, I mean, they are adults. That's the mm-hmm. bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things that you've taught them, it's, you Now you're on this precipice, right? You're like, come
1: on, mm-hmm. please. All the things, yeah. remember them all. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, even if, they make right choices in their yeah. lives, hard things happen. So my oldest son, yeah. um, he married this wonderful Christian girl. We loved her so much. And I think it was seven years into their marriage when she left him. Mm, like oh literally gosh. They had two toddlers, oh, well, yeah, two little kids. And um, she said she was going to the grocery store and she just didn't come home. Oh, my goodness. And we like thought she'd been kidnapped. Like we really yeah. didn't know. Mm-hmm. And they had had some marriage, they were going to marriage counseling. They had some struggles, but literally she left. And so oh. he and he waited three years. Um, until it was very obvious that they weren't going to be able to reconcile. And now he's remarried and we love her and she has two kids. But, but I'm like, even if you raise your children <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, and he waited faithfully, like he didn't date yeah. anyone for three years. Like even if you raise your kids, there's hard stuff. And then our yeah. daughter, our second oldest lives in the Czech Republic, which is only oh, six no. hours from oh. the <laughs> Ukraine border. She's a missionary. Oh, gosh. And so there, her church is literally taking in, ukrainian refugees right now she, wow. she told them she signed up so she could open her home their their apartment is tiny i'm talking like mm. maybe 600 square foot mm. and they're they already bought an air mattress and they're getting stuff up to you know most likely taking mother and children and again i'm like it's so cute when they're eight and you're reading right. them missionary stories and yes she's <laughs> like i want to be a missionary i'm like oh thank you jesus I know. This is So wonderful. <laughs> and then when she's 21 and moves to europe oh and 29 and she's married and has two mm-hmm. kids and we love like his family yeah. so much but like she's in co- yeah. there's war and there's yes. hardship and you know it's <sighs> just it, it is it's god um yeah. has to give us so much grace to yeah. as parents Oh for
0: sure yes all yeah and we need to just be kids. leaning on him you know we yes. thought it we needed to when they were toddlers but mm-hmm. oh my goodness now
2: <laughs> yeah and you, you guys know what it's like here's what i i the Lord just gave me this picture one day and I was like, This is it. It's literally like, you know, when you have a child that's going through hard things, adultish child, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, it's like, it's like you're a spectator and they're in the middle of this wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. They're inside. Okay. And you're sitting on the outside and you're like throwing the punches, like, Come on. Yeah. Remember we talked about that. Yeah. Right here, right here. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't get in there. And the Lord says, right. No, this is not your territory. Definitely. All you can do is cheer right but in the ring they don't hear it mm-hmm. because all they are doing is concentrating on the fight before them
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's just uh, yeah so like lord really like <laughs> let's just get back with the preschoolers
1: <laughs> let's go back to potty training please let me like, dictate
2: <laughs> let me dictate everything in your life your food your clothes <laughs> yeah right your friends <sighs>
0: Well, let's back it up in time a little bit and talk about, um, some of your homeschooling experiences, um, maybe some of the resources that you like to use with the kids, even still now, of course, you know, but, but, uh, uh we know from some of the pioneers and almost pioneers that you had uh, not much to choose from at the beginning and, and then, um, and then things expanded, but, um, yeah. people are really curious about what it was like at the beginning.
1: Yeah. It's so funny back in the olden days. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. I think when we first started homeschooling, we always try to like mimic school at home. Yeah. And so, I bought this huge and I won't name it box curriculum (laughs) the things. And it was the charts and the schedule, 30 minutes of this, 30 minutes of that. And the kids were overwhelmed and I was overwhelmed. So then we did unit studies for a while. I've pretty much done every (laughs) curriculum out there, which is a good thing, which it just goes to show you like, if something's not working, try something else. Um, we did, um, Uh, Switched on schoolhouse for my older kids for lots of years, which was online um, curriculum. And they were just the kids. They could read something. They would learn it, move on. They've gone to college. They've done great. And then when we adopted, I have three of them are dyslexic. Mm -hmm. I have three of them that are ADHD. Um, And my, my youngest who's dyslexic, he's 11. He can read well now, but he still really struggles with writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all the challenges that I didn't have with the first three were they just, I put them on their computer curriculum. And yes, we did lots of outings and activities and stuff, but they were able just like to zoom through their online stuff. You're like
0: homeschooling. That's easy,
1: right? Yeah. I'm like, this is, (laughs) I know what I'm doing. (laughs) This is wonderful. And we did read out louds that I would do, but they, they learned well. And then mm-hmm. I got these kids that I'm like, why are we still on the third year of phonics? Like, you yeah. see <laughs> there? And it was all three of my younger ones are dyslexic. Um, and we went to the eye doctor and they're like, and two of them, their eyes weren't even tracking together. So they had to do mm-hmm. eye therapy. So a um, lot of hard stuff. And so for... When I adopted, um, we fell in love with Sunlight Curriculum because I would read out loud to everybody, <laughs> and everybody could follow along. Um, yep. So I, I bought the the younger kit. For the like, say ancient history for the younger kids and the ancient history for the older kids. But I would read out loud to, to both sets, and so I was like three hours a day of reading out loud. Um, but that was easier than dealing with seven different grades of oh, curriculum, for sure, right? Um, and so we did a lot of reading out loud, and it was so interesting. So my one that was fifteen, she was in a, her sophomore year. I took her out second semester. Um, we adopted her in January. I'm like, Nope, you're done with public school, (laughs) brought her home. And all of a sudden she's here with all these little kids. She, you know, been doing well in school. Um, but I was just reading out loud, reading out loud. And they were drawing. She loves art. So she'd be drawing and we'd have Legos. And all- my husband would walk downstairs because he works from home. And every child is doing a different activity. And I'm just reading out loud <laughs> to them. Um, but the amazing thing was her ACT scores, reading especially, went from mm-hmm. like a 16 to a 27. Wow! And it, wow. it was because she just got that language like yeah. poured into her and her whole scores went up a lot and mm-hmm. it was amazing because it seems like she's doing less because she's not at school eight hours a day yeah. but the language and then I would have her so she would do her science at her grade level and so she'd be dis- dissecting animals um, and I'd be like okay kids come around Maria she's gonna do dissection <laughs> today. today um, and so I did that for many many years and then one of our our kids, our third youngest, um, she's not auditory. And Mm -hmm. so all the other kids, they could answer questions. They Mm. were thriving. And it was like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, wah, wah. She got nothing. (laughs) And so then I'm like, okay, for the sake of, like six of them are doing well. One of them is not getting it. And then some graduated out. So my older ones, we only have four that were currently homeschooling and she's one of them. And so we're like, we got to just try something different because she couldn't tell me like who the main character was. Like it just yeah. wasn't, nothing was getting through. Yeah. Um, and she is dyslexic and there's some some processing stuff. So this year we did a classical conversations co-op, which mm-hmm. I've never, I, I was like, oh, that sounds too hard. They do Latin and they do all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> but it's- I've it was a director. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. I love I have it have to say, yeah, it's these little bite-sized things. So good. And I remember the first week she came home and it was like, um, the classification of the living things, and she yep. rattled them off. And I'm like, this is the child that couldn't even say that the main character is Pocahontas yeah. you know, in this book we're <gasps> yeah. reading, and she's just rattling stuff oh. off. And so mm. that's been a really good fit. So we have one doing sunlight, and she's doing it independently. She's um, 17 and she just is doing great independently. And then the three yeah. little kids were going to classical conversations. And so to say that I've done everything. You literally have. And and it really is part of it. I always, when I speak at conferences, I I say, you know, you have to know what you love doing Mm because then you'll actually do it, which is I love reading out loud. So even though it was a lot of work and my voice would get tired, I'd be sipping on tea. It was a joy because I love books and I love reading. Yeah. But then if something's not working for your kid, you also have to figure out what can help them. And so we still do read out louds. Um, I, I, even though we're doing classical conversation, we have read-alouds that I incorporate in, um, and she still doesn't really know what's going on in those books. She's, she's 14 and still it's just really hard, but Mm. she's picking up so much in classical conversations Mm -hmm. that we're going to do that next year too. And so it is, you really have to if there's anyone that says like this is the one way to do yeah it, that's then, not true like don't like don't listen yeah. to them or mm-hmm. you need this curriculum this will whatever i have tried like we've yep. been to every table at every convention floor we've tried <laughs> everything and there's good stuff i mean i really yeah. haven't come across anything that was horrible it's just figuring out what works for your family during your season and yeah. with your kids
0: yep. yeah and each kid will be different and and it's okay mm-hmm.
2: and one kid will be different at different seasons of life exactly and i love that i love that you said that because don't we all want the easy way like nope <laughs> I, I doesn't know. you know what we're all gonna do classical conversations well that it just doesn't work that way or we're all gonna do this sorry nope they're all different it's you know i let's just shout out to CC. Cause I have to say, I, we did, we did CC and loved it. I just, my kids loved it. It was really great, but we two used every single thing.
1: Yeah. I will. And also, um, they use IEW, which is Institute of Excellence loved it. Yeah. Yes. And I have been blown away and we, I, I did it back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Pedwa is saying yep. the same jokes. He said, I know. like yeah. i guarantee i've watched the videos yeah, both is. rounds i'm like andrew i've heard this I, right although ago. they did but update the uh the
0: they video. did it's still the same yeah. jokes, just a different yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <of> life, right <laughs> but different
1: background. i will have to say uh, that i have not used it with the younger set i use it for the oh, older set yeah I, then i started using it just this year for the younger set it's their amazing. writing has done so well oh, and for sure my youngest so um during one of the videos he says you know if they can't write it themselves because it's using two different parts of the brain to be creative and actually the process of writing if you if they can't be their scribe like you yeah it's okay and so my youngest who's 11 he cannot write the cat ran after the dog like get all the letters right get all the spelling right (laughs) it's like still so hard and I'll sit down and I'm like and he was doing one of the stories and one of the fictional stories and he's like the wind against the castle sounded like wolves. Mm. And he just was, because he hears me read... that's what was coming out of his mind and you know he's like and the man walked down the hall and I'm like well maybe let's describe the hall a little bit he's like the checkered floored hall which is so funny like so good it's a castle I didn't really picture a checkered floor okay I'm just sitting here as fast as I can type and I went to his teacher and I'm like I promise you these are all his words I know I'm an (laughs) author Mm -hmm. I can record him like telling the story and it was such a good thing for me to remember they might be in different levels and different things and I was just even though I'm a writer I always assumed like the writing was actually like getting the words on the paper, but no, it's in the brain. Yeah. He's creative uh, yeah. in the brain and I just sit there and type for him and he comes up with the most amazing things. So, you know, and I'm going to be teaching him how to voice type and then we'll go from yes. there. So yeah. um, it's it's been a good year for us homeschooling. So, mm-hmm.
0: I have told so many parents that very same thing because they're all so stressed out. My kid doesn't write. And I'm like, it's if they say it and you type it or it's voiced into you know, text, whatever software, mm-hmm. um, it's their brain. It's their Composition—they don't have to be the one handwriting it or typing it in, right? So
1: absolutely, and that's where the fight comes because it's it's exhausting, and it is using two parts of the brain. And they're trying to be creative, then they have to remember how to spell these words and be neat and make sure you use the right capitalization and punctuation. It just gets overwhelming.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and Iew is just—he does such a great job with breaking it down. My, we used it, and so did we. My, my boy has written books. (laughs) He's been written for the History Channel.
1: Okay. That is how. awesome. And I'm yeah. telling you
2: what. And then he he did. He had a job opportunity actually to go down to IEW. He mm-hmm. went down there and we were kind of praying like, Lord, please don't let him live there forever. But <laughs> he ended up coming back. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay you know what let's
0: shift gears a little bit because you have this uh book Heart Happy by the time that this episode airs it will have be, come out already um but tell us a little bit about this book um and how is it different from some of the other books you've written
1: so heart happy really came from that time where there was so much chaos going in our yeah. lives and it was a, how am i going to survive this and For me, it was this quote that I came across from George Mueller. Now, George, for those who aren't familiar with George Mueller, he was a man of faith and lived 150 years ago, and he started orphanages. And he had um, thousands of kids go through these orphanages. So he just started with a small group, and then it grew and it grew. And he never asked for money. He said, "The Lord knows my needs." And he would you know say his prayers or write down his prayers. and everything was provided, food for the orphans and clothing and housing. Mm-hmm. And he's been such a great example. But in one of his things I came upon, he said, "Before I go about my day, I always make sure my heart is happy in the Lord. And for him, that meant sitting down with scripture. He said he always read a scripture passage and asked the Lord what was in it for him. He would pray. And then he got up when he felt his heart happy in the Lord. And, you know, I've had quiet times and seasons have been better than others. And when we added a whole bunch of kids, some of those seasons, it really is like, okay, if I could have five minutes to like listen to an audio book scripture or something when i'm putting on my makeup that's all i get but i you can't realize- wait for heart happy right <laughs> exactly like <laughs> But I realized like when I take the time to get up earlier, to tell the kids, mom's having some quiet time, you know, you can go in the other room (laughs) right now and take that time to read God's word, to pray, to listen to worship music, whatever it is that helps us connect with God. When I rise up to go about my day with kids that are always there, (laughs) they're all day long, (laughs) the mess and the everything. My heart is different and just happy in the Lord. So this book is really looking at often how we can do that. So um, ideas for how to take the time, things to look at. One of the things is, do you have sin in your life that you need to confess? And I've had seasons where I just felt like I was stuck and there was sin in my life that I needed to confess um, or maybe issues. One of the issues I've had um, is abandonment. I didn't know my biological dad growing up and my stepdad was very distant. And I've had seasons where maybe something from church or friendship, something would hurt me and I would just push away and I wouldn't want to try to reconcile. And God showed me my heart wasn't happy because I was feeling abandoned and it came, mm. went back to those roots when I was a child. So really the heart happiness, it's not like I'm going to read these three scriptures and <laughs> <read> this, <laughs> yeah. listen to the song. But yeah. sometimes God was like, we need to talk about this, Not you know, not an audible voice, but yeah. thinking back to like, why am I feeling this way? What is yeah. making me discontent when our daughter and moved to be with her uh, biological mom, um, that's again, abandonment. So really, really hit my heart. And it's sitting before God, and asking what is going on with my heart? What is weighing me down? Why am I feeling discontent? What worries are there? And turning those over to him, palm up, and Mm -hmm. saying, here they are, take them my daughter's Like dealing with refugees. I don't know what she's facing. I don't know what she's gonna face. There's Mm -hmm. those, you know, six hours from the border. That's really good God. But it's yours. Like you have her, you know her, you gave her to us. Um, you had me read missionary stories to her. Some a little girl, Mm. you put this on her heart to be a missionary. And then I can get up and I can go about my day Mm. with this peace in my heart, knowing that he has it all under control
2: you you say um being centered in god's love right yes and how that tell us about that just being you know being centered in god's love and how that has changed you
1: absolutely so being centered in god's love god's love really goes against my feelings of I need to be worthy. Mm-hmm. I need to make God happy. I think so many times to be ha- heart happy, we can't be feeling like we always have to try to make God happy all the time. And looking back, I for so many years, you know, I'm gonna write Christian books. God, thank you for saving me. I want to make you happy and do all these things <laughs> for God. And then it came to the point where after I adopted all these kids, like I can't do this. Like this is so <laughs> hard. My ability to please him or, or keep up with life or, you know, I, I can't do it. And it, yeah, I remember one day very clearly when I had this pile of laundry and I'm serious when I say it was feet, five feet high, it was I believe, five it. feet high <laughs> in the laundry room. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there crying and like, I can't keep up. I can't do this. I'm trying to homeschool. I still have book deadlines. And mm. that moment, the still small voice of God said, I love you just as much with this pile of laundry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or with the book deadlines, and it just was made me realize I've been trying to earn God's love yeah and now like god loves me if i miss that book deadline if i raise my voice to my kids which i really try not to do um, but, <laughs> but, it happens, pile, right? <laughs> but it happens right but it happens if i have that pile of laundry whatever if we don't get to the homeschool stuff mm-hmm. you know for a couple of days or whatever yeah. god loves me and that is really staying centered on god's love is to walk in that love and so whenever i feel those nagging feelings or you should be doing this or you aren't doing enough just go- going back to like no god loves me like he loves me completely yeah. right now I am 100% his I am completely saved there's nothing I can do yeah. to earn his love even if I had everything in my dudes done he wouldn't yeah. love me anymore and that is really going back to that and just be reminding ourselves and Now I don't have to remind myself as much, but there's a season like, nope, God loves me. Nope. God loves me. It's okay because I think our our thoughts can get in those awful thought patterns where we have to do more. We have to please him. We aren't doing enough, And it is taking those thoughts, capturing them to the beatings of Christ and saying, nope, God loves me. Christ loves me. I'm good right now. um, And it's going to be okay. Yeah.
2: And especially, don't you think, being a homeschooled mom, right? I mean, here we are and we were saying to the, the children, you know, I mean, how important is it to read God's word, be in God's yeah. word every day and go to God and pray and blah, blah. But then there's our days. And then we feel like a failure. And you know, that, that feeling of a failure, mm-hmm. it causes you to stop and it's almost nearly impossible to get beyond it. Right. Yeah. You feel bad because you haven't been in God's word that day. Mm-hmm. So then what happens? Well, then you freeze up and you're not in God's word because then you feel like You've disappointed him, so it's mm-hmm. a worthy thing. You know, you feel unworthy to go, so that's so good just to be centered in God's love. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Do you feel
0: like Trisha that there was a season where you just had to consciously tell yourself to keep reminding yourself, moment by moment, hour by hour? Absolutely. <laughs> like you made a conscious yeah. choice so that it became a habit.
1: Yeah, and the two things that I would always remind myself is God loves me completely. And God has a good plan for my life, and so He knows my days. Um, mm-hmm. And so the person who lets me completely and knows my days, like he, He's taking care of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is that constant reminder. It's that renewing of our mind, where any of those thoughts came, you know, that way we come. And I will say with kids from trauma, they trauma is their comfort zone. Mm. So often I'd hear things like, you're not my real mom, or if if, you know, you write parenting books, but if people really knew and I'm Mm. like, oh my goodness. And then, you know. I was just like, they knew, they knew what to yeah. say, to, like, right. really shoot arrows. Yep. Um, and then I remember telling one of our daughters, I'm like, your sister blows up and like big angry things. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, but your words like they mm-hmm. go straight. And in my mind, I knew, like, it's just the trauma talking. It's yeah. just the, cause whenever I try to, come close or love them, they're going to block that because everyone that has ever loved them has hurt them. And so the more I actually try to reach out to them and love them, they're just going to kind of rebel. And we've gotten past a lot of that, which I am so thankful now, but for a season, it's like, if I were to listen to all the things that are even mm. being hurled at me, I yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know how I could go on, but yeah. so it's continually renewing our mind and the comparison thing, I mean, you know, as homeschooling moms, we've done that for, it seems like, oh, this mom's using that curriculum, or this mom bakes fresh cookies with her kids every afternoon, or this mom goes on nature hikes, yeah. and it's continue also capturing those thoughts and saying, mm-hmm. that is her gifts, that is what God created her to do, yes. I remember there was a season when my husband's coworker, his wife was a homeschooling mom, and we had met at this Christmas party. And um, Tara was really nice, but you know she had a huge garden, and they raised their own beef. Mm. We were in Montana at the time, and mm-hmm. she baked her own pies and her cake oh yeah, Taekwondo. all <laughs> <She's laughs> of it. I mean, and my and her yeah, her, her child was like tested three grades ahead. I don't know mm, all the yeah. things. And my husband's uh-huh. like, we need to have them over for dinner. And I'm like no yeah, <laughs> Thank you. we're busy yeah. And, and it went for years like three years oh, my yeah. like they're really nice people we should have them mm. over and then one day during my quiet time i was praying and god's like you like i'm like god who should i reach out to today you know mm. in my prayer <laughs> yeah. and her name so clearly came in my uh, mind and he's like call tara and yeah. so i got the number from my husband i call her and um i'm lying by them over she's like that sounds great i just made some peach pies i will bring them okay oh, <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but the interesting thing is so they came and we hit it off like we started talking right away she was asking about curriculum and the different things well she also said you know uh, my husband was raised in church and i haven't really gone to church in my life but you know we've been wanting to do that as a family can you know do you like your church and they ended up so I just assumed they were Christians you know homeschoolers yeah, right. they had just had to be Christians <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> they <I could. laughs> um, and they end up coming to church and you know becoming part of our church and um, you know becoming baptized I mean just mm, it was like, God was like I've been waiting three years like and it, yeah. it was it was it was my comparison because uh, yeah, I was so saying true. like her and, and when we got together she's like yeah Skylar said we need to get together but you're an author and <gasps> you write books oh, yeah. and so and so I'm like why do we do this and I says, know Yeah, so now I tell myself, like, don't, like, stop doing
2: that. Yeah. And it's the same message. I mean, I have to tell myself the same exact thing that I feel like I'm always saying to other people. And that's called, for me, it's very easy to say this concept of there is one Jenny Tetzner. Like, that's Mm -hmm. it. There's one. Like, God created me. Mm -hmm. So I get to be me. Like, I Mm -hmm. get to be me. And I feel confident saying this to you guys right now out loud, right? Like, I get to be me. But of course, comparison happens. Of course, there's somebody else. I mean, this can even happen, you know, anywhere, the grocery store, like it doesn't matter. The enemy is always right there to pounce on your confidence, regardless Mm -hmm. to, you know, belittle you and put your name down. And, but like, if we just remember there's just one of us, how could there ever be a comparison? Right. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just nearly impossible. Yeah.
1: And it's almost like we're shooting down the, What's going on or whatever blocking them or yeah. it's like okay you're not enough or you're you can't keep up or you're not a good mom it's like all day long and it's like nope yeah. i'm loved god has yes. a good plan for me <laughs> he has mm-hmm. a good plan for my kids yeah. it's like those reminders are going to shoot down all those thoughts that are going and once we kind of it gets easier so yeah. i will say that like if this so if there's a listener now that's really struggling with that it gets easier to capture those thoughts and to push them to the side and now uh I mean, there'll be times like So if I knew someone was coming over, it's like the hour mad dash to like get my house as clean as possible. (laughs) And now I'm like, well, my kids like we're making a snowman and there's like (laughs) stuff all over the front entryway. You're gonna have to step over when you walk like so good. It's Okay, like I'm not going to completely stress out. yeah And I'll even sometimes apologize like, "Oh, sorry my house is so mess." And they said, "You have lots of kids." Like, yeah. I did not expect it to be perfect, right. you know. Right. I think we we think that we're the only ones yeah that don't have our act together. I and know. my friend's was like, "You know, my house is a mess too, so like I'm mm-hmm. glad your house is a mess." Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't comforting. So Yeah. Leave
2: it messy when we come over, dang <laughs> Please. it.
1: Please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and isn't that the truth too, because if we go to somebody else's house, we don't look for the things that are out of place or whatever. We just assume people are going to do that at our house. But then, yeah, I've thought to myself, I would never do this to somebody else. So why would I assume they would do that to me? If, If they're my friend, they're not going to do that. So Right. But we have to, I think, yeah, that, I mean, it's kind of a a cliche, but that self-talk, but it's really Mm -hmm. God's talk into us, isn't it? Yeah. Unless there
2: are those people out there who are really looking around you guys. Well, then don't come to our houses.
1: (laughs) Don't be my friend, okay? Yeah, I mean, you could come over, but I'm not going to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) Real, be real.
0: Um, we, we were talking about this just a little bit before, um, we started taping and we promised that we were two things, but we were promised that we were going to talk about this during the the episode as well. Um, cause you know, people see 75 books, Trisha Goyer, they're like, Oh my goodness, how on earth did you do that while you were homeschooling 10 kids? <laughs> yeah. And not that that's everybody's gifting, but the cool thing is yeah. that people can in the right season, right? Do things and God will enable them to do things according to their own gifting. I think you're a good example of that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important, that gifting part of it, because mm-hmm. I grew up, I was scribbling all over every paper that I had, like making stories, mm-hmm. went to started going to the library, probably fifth or sixth grade, we moved near a library and I grew up in a non-reading home mm-hmm. and I fell in love with the library. I was there all the <sighs> time. I was checking out books and years later. I met a friend in the church nursery and we were just sitting and talking and she said, I'm working on a novel. And when she said that, like something lit up in my heart, like Mm. real people do that. And I just knew that's what I wanted to do. I had never thought about it before. And it was like, this was, and it was that, I've always loved reading. I always loved stories. I would like make up these stories in my mind. I would make up pictures of my future family. And the, I mean, I was just always uh, having those in my thoughts, like yeah. all these things. And then I realized like, oh, wait, I could actually put this in a book or put this in an article. And <laughs> we ended up, I, we were so poor. John was in, in uh, college and he um, delivered Domino's pizza at night. And I saved so it. My babysitting, Yeah, Babysitting <laughs> other people's kids. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, to save up enough money to go to my first writers conference. Mm. And I remember going there and I'm like, these are my people. Like I just Mm -hmm. fell in love with it, but I was 22. I only had, which I still only have my high school diploma, and Uh I knew nothing. And it was just going and learning and going home Mm. and writing stuff and getting rejected. And then going back the next year and learning and writing stuff. And my third year in, I took a a class on article writing Mm. that changed everything that year. I got 30 articles published in like home life magazine, like bigger magazines because I learned like I'm willing to sit there and learn how to do it. And um, then after that, I ended up working on book ideas and got an agent through someone that I had met at Mount Herman, but it was, it was years and years a rejection of writing (laughs) stuff that never got published. And it was also, I would homeschool in the morning. And then after lunch, I would have a couple hours when they had naps when they were little, but even when they got older, that it was from two to four, it was mommy's writing time. And so I had Barney. VCR tape, like oh, this is really amazing. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Barney VCR tape in yep. there, you know, <laughs> and I had the snacks and the Play-Doh. And nope, this is mommy's uh, writing time. And mm-hmm. there is seasons. I'm like, what am I doing? Like other people are art classes and this and yeah. that, but I just felt so strongly that this is what God designed me for and called me to do. Mm-hmm. And it has been such a benefit to my children they've they've been there when i've interviewed world war ii veterans for my novels that i've (sighs) written they've gone on trips with me research trips and they've got to have these experiences they've had other you know authors in our home telling them mm. bedtime stories because they're staying at our house you know yeah. like who has these best-selling authors like oh my telling, goodness re- telling personal bedtime stories right? to their kids it's just <laughs> they've got to experience and now my my 27 year old has written and self-published a novel my daughter oh. um, in in Europe she has her degree in writing editing and linguistics mm. and she got asked as a missionary to, to teach at their local university wow um, which gave her an inroad to all the those college students and so that small groups at their house with these college mm. students. It's like looking back, what God called me to do yeah. was also his design for my children. Yeah. And I yeah. was feeling like, oh, I'm such a horrible mm. homeschooling mom because <laughs> I'm saying this book deadline, we're having tacos and you have to go play <laughs> by yourself. Like, you know, and looking back, it was God had a plan for them too. Yeah. And I'm now it's so much easier. I'm like, yeah. We're having pizza for dinner. I've yeah. been around <laughs> for another hour. And like, now I know. <laughs> right. But, and, yeah. and my kids now, they get to go to uh, homeschool conventions with me when I speak, writing yes. things, and they get to experience they love it. They yeah. know the other vendors. They had yeah. the other kids of the other vendors. They, it's their favorite thing. So they know good. how to sell books yeah. on my book table and use the, <laughs> you know, little entrepreneurship, iPad. right? It, it is, you know, yeah. one of my daughters making soap. So she can sell them on my book table. I'm like, sure you could take oh. soap and sell them on my book table, <laughs> but it, you have, we have to stop thinking like, After we're done homeschooling, after our kids are grown, I will pursue these things because if there's a, if God designed it for us, he wants us to use it. Like he wants us to use those gifts and those skills and those talents for his glory. Mm -hmm. And the only way we're going to show our kids like do wonderful things for God, go and follow what God has designed you to do is if they see us doing that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so cool too, that, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. He he gave you your kids because he wanted your kids to have the experiences that you right. can give them not somebody
1: else right absolutely yeah for our family vacation this year we are going to a writers conference in new jersey and it's so funny cuz it's <laughs> the realm makers science new fiction and Fantasy. yeah science yeah. fiction and fantasy writers Christian Homeschool, I'm not homeschool, Christian Writers Conference in New Jersey. This is (laughs) like out of all (laughs) places we're going on vacation because our 27 year old uh, loves science fiction
2: uh, our
1: 17 year old loves that genre so we're I, I I have friends that are there so you know I'm like hey I'll go yeah, see my writing go. friends uh, so we're loading up our 12 passenger van with <laughs> I think we're gonna have seven people and we're going to New Jersey and we're all going to this writers conference and you know our, my little kids are gonna be at the hotel with my husband but yeah. we're doing this together like this I love thing. it yeah. uh, it's you might so- be the
0: only person choosing to vacation in New Jersey this whole entire year but hey, <laughs>
2: hey
0: no think- no slam on new jersey sorry i know you're the garden state but <laughs> i think
2: noah my boy would go to a writer i've conference. never been there i've never oh my been to new jersey but
1: i've been to the, this writer's conference before and it was really fun so
2: isn't what is what their accent there new joys
0: jersey i don't know jersey? don't they have like a yeah. joys yeah i think your next novel then should be set yeah. in new jersey
1: I know, I think it will <laughs> so be. I, yeah, it might be sci-fi and they're just <laughs> <laughs> better yet. <laughs> you
2: heard it here, folks.
1: <laughs> you never know. yeah,
2: I think we
0: don't want to close out the show without telling you telling us about your book cover for Heart Happy because yes. we were talking about that before, and you need to tell us that story too.
1: okay, so this is super fun. So. When the whole pandemic happened and, you know, we were, I was thinking, I got this. Like my husband works from home. I work from home. We homeschool and we're (laughs) going to be just fine. No, because we were with our church friends. My kids couldn't see their friend. Like it was too much for, and I love being home. It yeah. was way too much for me. Like after oh, yeah. like three weeks, I'm like, this is <laughs> done Get me out." so much. Like, when is this going to be over? They said it was going to be over last week. Like, I know. <laughs> why, why are we still doing this? And my husband's so company
0: I, kept him home for 18 months. So wow. I hear you.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we were already home. So I just thought it would be easy, yeah. which is not, it's like a total different thing. Um, and so I, I had to figure out how I could nourish my soul. So this whole there's a whole section in heart happy about finding out what nourishes your soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I thought about when I was a, that little kid that loved to make up stories, I would draw all the time. And my grandma, who's actually 92 and she lives with me. Mm. Um, I don't think you could hear her, but she was hollering a minute ago no, that I hungry for dinner. <laughs> uh, get get her pizza, on. grandma, pizza. My, my kids took care of her. Yeah, I, uh, I had dinner. I had a pot of soup on the stove before the interview. I'm like, uh, okay, feed grandma. Don't forget to be grandma. Yeah. Um, but when I was little, she would tell me like, you're going to make greeting cards. Like, because I would just draw all all the time and I thought about that like I would I've never taken the time to do that I did one like painting class with a friend like 25 years ago and I loved it and so I just got watercolor paints and paper and YouTube and started painting and fell in love with it Mm -hmm. and when we were talking about the cover what we wanted um one of my the public the marketing director is actually one of my Facebook friends Mm -hmm. Um, we became friends working together and she's like we should use some of your art because she'd seen me posting pictures of my watercolor. And so the cover of Heart Happy is actually my watercolor. Flowers and things that I painted um, in fact I designed the whole cover which I'm like uh I, I'm not a cover designer but <laughs> <Now> <laughs> something you like, are. I said something like this because I told them that yeah. you know they said what would you like to see and I'm like well something like this they're like well why don't we just use that yeah so i are like <laughs> oh okay Yeah. so which is just amazing because it wasn't yeah. that long ago I hadn't even tried watercoloring. I think it's just God's way to show wow. like see I have this I These things in you that you need to pull out. It was just a reminder, even as I'm telling people that, that there was more in me that he Mm. wanted me to pull out and and try and use.
2: Mm. It is absolutely gorgeous. The cover is gorgeous. The book is great. The book is good and the cover is gorgeous. You guys, I'm so excited for you all to purchase it. What is the? And let's say the date on that. I know Tina mentioned it, but you said April, April April? 19th. Yeah, it is April. You guys, by the time you're listening
0: to this, it's out there. Go buy it
2: (laughs) (laughs) right away. We'll leave the link. (laughs) Oh yeah. Any parting thoughts,
1: Tricia? You know, I, first of all, I just appreciate (laughs) listening to talking to you. And I think it's so important. This is one thing I just just talking with you. I just feel uplifted taking uh-huh. the time, even though we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, it's just a reminder too. That's an, another thing I talk about, but we need to remember to feed our soul with people mm-hmm. and with friends and with conversation because I was pretty tired when I sat down to do this interview. <laughs> yeah. my, my daughter's birthday, she wanted a shopping spree. Uh-huh. We were out there for five hours and I'm like, please, I will buy you whatever you want. Let's yeah. just go. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a shopper. So yeah. you know, uh-huh. by the time I sat down, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of tired. I feel so refreshed I yeah. that's Aww. just a reminder, like as mom, as women to connect with people, to share your stories, to hear other people's stories, to fill that common bond, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it just, it's a good reminder. Like, yes, texting is okay. Yes. You know, we <laughs> want to like someone's yeah. Facebook post, but that just, communicating and having conversation and reminding each other that oh I've been there too or yeah. um, to laugh along with each other is yeah. so important. So that's how I'm feeling at the end of this podcast. So I just want to <laughs> thank both of you for having me because I'm like oh. I'm gonna be a happier mom right now when I go out there to interact Aww. with my family. Trisha, I feel the same. I literally yes. feel the same hundred percent.
0: Definitely
2: how do you guys feel I bet you you feel the same too. We hope you do Thank you so much for listening today. I hope literally that you that your heart is uplifted and I hope more than anything that you know that you are the best model of learning for your children because God called you to it, you can do it.